Time now for our In the Zone UCF report with OrlandoSentinel.com reporter Jason Beatty. Well, this ought to be interesting. We've got much to discuss. A highly volatile issue that has lit up our text line today as we welcome in the man on the UCF beat, Jason Beatty from OrlandoSentinel.com. No shortage of things to write about these days, huh, Jason? No, today and yesterday, the past 48 hours have been, uh, past 24 hours have been pretty crazy between, you know, following up on the loss to Tulane, accepting a bold bid to the military bowl, and of course the NCAA transfer portal, which has been pretty hectic already. Yes, so we'll get to all of that. Let's just dive head first. When did you learn that Mikey Keene would not be available for the game on Saturday? Uh, you know, I had some sort of expectation that, you know, there was some buzz in the week, but really during warm-ups, you know, I knew he had traveled for the game, um, but during warm-ups before the game, I was a little surprised to see that he didn't dress for the game. Uh, obviously, it's his decision, and then that's fine, but uh, right when I knew he was not dressed out in uniform and warming up the rest of the group, obviously, uh, he was confirmed to be out. I, there was some buzz that I heard before, but that obviously confirmed the move, so uh, that was a pretty clear signal that, you know, to no surprise that he would be transferring after the season. So to be clear about how the red shirt works, he couldn't appear in another game without burning an, a, an extra year of eligibility. But if he had suited up and just stood on the sideline and, and if he doesn't play, does that still count? Or is it, is no, it per no, the active it's, roster? It's No, it's only about playing. It's only okay. about playing, but... um. You know, I think they Malzahn told us after the game that they had a conversation earlier in the week, so uh, it wasn't a surprise that they suddenly got to New Orleans on Saturday and he said, no, I'm not going to play. So that allowed Thomas Castellanos to, you know, practice as the backup quarterback for most of the week, and they had an expectation of it. But it was just interesting for me to see him not dressed out, I guess. But that doesn't impact the redshirt status, whether or not. It was all about whether he saw the field or not. Okay, so I, I we played the clip earlier of you asking the question a week ago, where you asked, are, are you concerned about your red shirt? And he said no. And then somebody followed up, and he said, let's go win a championship. What do you think happened between those comments and then him not suiting up on Saturday? I think a uh, conversation with his parents and coaches and uh, maybe his inner circle, maybe he thought about it a little bit more. Maybe he maybe you know just, just thought, took some time to think about it, and I think maybe he got caught up in the moment after like, winning – uh, you know, dramatic USF game in which he kind of saved the team again this season yeah. uh, and led them to victory and just maybe got caught up in the moment. And, and that's fine if that happened. I mean, I think a lot of UCF fans were a little irked by that to see him say something so bold like that. And that was kind of inspiring after the game. And then to see him not play, for some fans, that was what really, you know, I think most people don't have a problem with his decision, obviously. But uh, for some fans, because he said that, the way he said it, uh, and went about his business after he said that. That was something that annoyed some fans. I'm sure you've seen uh, in your text today, like you mentioned. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think I'm part of it, too. But I, I uh, <laughs> did Keen, well, last thing on him, and then we'll move to the game, and we've got transfer portal stuff to talk about, too. Did, do you think Mikey undid all of the goodwill that he had built up over the last couple of seasons? We're talking about a quarterback that hasn't had that much time under center for for UCF, but he's had some really big moments, beating Florida in a bowl game, uh, winning against uh, Cincinnati, saving the day there, USF and the uh, the Alec Holler play and all of that stuff. Is all of that sort of lost? for Not for everybody, because nothing's universal in this world, but 
for a lot of fans that are upset, did he undo all of that goodwill? Uh, I don't. I don't think that would be really fair to him. Uh, you know, he, he was a young 18-year-old freshman quarterback from Arizona that signed under Josh Heupel. Gus Malzahn becomes the new head coach, and Mikey Keene suddenly the starting quarterback week three of last year. Uh, you know, he started the final 10 games of the year. He's a big reason they won a lot of football games last year and a big reason they got to the title game this year. And Malzahn addressed that after the game. He said, look, we wouldn't be here without Mikey Keene. Uh, you know, some, some fans think maybe these kids are just immature and don't really think things through and, that, and that's a fine opinion to have obviously that can be true in some cases but i think for mikey um I, I really wish that you know ucf fans understand and respect mikey's decision and understand where he's coming from and um you know if, if some fans feel that way that that's fine too but uh for him i, I think he did a lot more good things than bad we're talking to Jason Beatty from OrlandoSentinel.com. He covers the UCF Knights. Now, I'm not sure if UCF wins the game with better quarterback play, but they're probably in it at the end at the very least. But where did the game go sideways outside of the quarterback position based on what you saw? Oh, well, outside the quarterback position, I mean, obviously John Rice was pretty limited due to the hamstring injury, and who knows what would have happened if Mikey played like you said. Um, Thomas Castellanos wasn't that effective. But besides that, I don't think it mattered a whole lot. I mean, the UCF defense just couldn't keep the lid on the top. I mean, they gave up 60-yard touchdown, 70-yard touchdown, just big play after big play, whether it was Michael Pratt passing or Tajay Spears running up the middle. Um, you know, Tulane's a really good team, by the way. I mean, this is they deserve to win that game. They deserve to go to the Cotton Bowl. And UCF's defense just kept giving up big play after big play. And they adjusted and did some things and, and got off the field when they needed to. But um, Tulane just continued to respond, and, and UCF's defense just, uh, you know, gave up too many big plays. How relieved do you think – Mike Goresco is the conference commissioner that his champion is remaining in the conferences. I don't think it would have been the best look to have UCF win. UCF plays USC in the Cotton Bowl and then UCF leaves. So at least they have that. Do you think he's relieved today? You know, maybe internally, maybe subconsciously he is. I mean, I think if UCF had won that game and, and UCF went to the Cotton Bowl and beat USC or whomever they would have played, Mike Oresco would tell you after the game, look, they're still members of the American Athletic Conference until July 1st, 2023. So, um, you know, when when all this was happening and invitations from the Big 12 were being sent out, Mike Oresco was obviously standing by his Congress and saying pretty much the only difference is a piece of paper and that where they're signing on the dotted line is suddenly their power five, not because of, you know, something they've done in the Big 12, but because of what they accomplished. Uh, you know, I'm talking about Cincinnati and Houston, of course, as well. What they accomplished in the AAC is why they're going to the Big 12. So, uh, I understand, you know, Mike Oresco joked with us before the, the title game that he wasn't rooting for either team and whatnot and uh, made it clear that he's you know proud of what UCF accomplished and my colleague Matt Marshall wrote a uh, a piece about it how it's kind of bittersweet for Rasco that you know UCF one of the main reasons the conference is where it is and, and now they're leaving so um, you know it uh, you know, it is what it is for him, I guess. Uh, yeah, I think you could be the conference commissioner with that sort of that, – that was conference commissioner speak right there. That was good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, that's what Mike Oresco says. I mean, is he absolutely right? I'm not sure. But, um, you know, he, he's proud of what UCF's done in the American. That's what I'll tell you. So the uh, so the transfer portal opens up today around college football. It's been pretty busy with some big names. And one of the ones that I saw come across was Ryan O'Keefe. So uh, what's the situation with that? 
Uh, where do you think he could end up? How big of a of a loss is that? And are there any other names? Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Ryan O'Keefe was a name I had heard some buzz over the weekend, um, you know, about that possibility. And, um, you know, I think you look at who they added in the transfer portal last year, Javon Baker and Kobe Hudson are two guys that Gus Malzahn really likes. Not to say he didn't like Ryan O'Keefe, but when you add players like that, uh, from the portal, it, it diminishes Ryan O'Keefe's role. He's one of the most versatile players in all college football. Uh, we saw that on, you know, on last year. And this year, it just kind of felt like Ryan wasn't utilized as best he could. And maybe that had something to do with his decision to enter the portal. And uh, as we know, NIL is a big deal for a lot of players. And that might have something to do with it as well. So I think there are a lot of factors. And, and, and maybe he's just looking for, you know, to play in an offense that, you know, throws the ball more. And John Rice told me he's obviously a run first quarterback. There's no doubt about that. So I think for Ryan, that um, he's just looking for one more year elsewhere. And, to showcase his ability and hopefully make it to the NFL. Is there any other? Are there any other names that you're keeping an eye out on as far as guys that may leave? Or do you have any sort of information on that? Yeah, well, Jeremiah Jean Baptiste. Um, he announced that he's joining the portal. Devonte Brown. Um, you know, there's a couple other guys that are potentially making the decision and and thinking things through. I, I think uh, Brian O'Keefe's probably the biggest one, no doubt. At the real BD is how you can find him on Twitter, online at orlandosentinel.com for all of his great UCF coverage. And there is more to come with the portal and a bowl game against Duke still to come as well. Thanks so much, Jason. I appreciate it as always. Stay busy out there. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Uh, as a busy man with everything going on around UCF. More in the zone next. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 